everyone, welcome again to another episode of Crossover Commerce. I'm your host, Ryan Kramer, and again, thank you for, if you're tuning in earlier this week, and you might be thinking, hey, why is 163, episode 163 after 164? Well, if you were with us on that day, actually, Facebook and LinkedIn. Facebook, Instagram, as well as other entities, including StreamYard, which we use to go live on these platforms, happen to go down. So we had to reschedule, think on our feet real quickly, and we're doing episode 163, in fact, chronologically after 164. So give us a break, everyone. There, This is the beat about going live is when you have glitches in technology. So happens that you have to just kind of ebb and flow and go with the, go with the punches. But luckily, my wonderful guest has been able to reschedule quickly and effectively uh, later this week, which is today. Um, so if you're tuning in live from Crossover Commerce uh, for the first time, welcome. This is my corner of the internet, as the introduction had stated, where I bring the best and brightest in the Amazon and e-commerce space. That can be anything from sourcing logistics to product listings to anything in terms of marketing your brand to be more successful and apply it to get better at your business, whether it's growing domestically or you want to take that next step into furthering or adding on some information, this is the podcast for you. So if you're joining and watching us live, go ahead and uh, let us know where you're listening from, watching from. Uh, we appreciate the comments or uh, questions that you might have about our guest or any sort of topic that refers to our guest today. And then also, if you're listening to us on your favorite platform, that could be in LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, or favorite platform in terms of podcasts, that could be on uh, Apple, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, a Stitcher, anywhere where you can search for crossover commerce, you're going to find all of our episodes. But of course, the best av our avenue and resource you can go to is usa.pingpongx.com forward slash podcast. And you'll be able to watch, listen, and check out all the transcripts of the episodes there. So definitely go ahead and check that out as well. And that, of course, thank you to our sponsor, Ping Pong Payments. What is Ping Pong Payments? Well, I'm glad you asked. Ping Pong Payments is a cross border payment solution that's helping e commerce sellers do more with their money. That could be anything from sending uh, money to suppliers and manufacturers to even um, paying out for uh, paying out their entities in terms of VAs. Uh, if they're receiving a multiple different marketplaces, Ping Pong is going to be able to help you out. With that being said, thank you, Ping Pong. Thank you for your support. And of course, go ahead and sign up for free today. You can check it out at usa.pingpongx.com forward slash podcast. Rolling right into it again, we don't want to leave anyone waiting who is already here for the for the remainder of or for the podcast earlier this week. So we want to jump in right in today. I apologize. I'm going ahead and making sure that all of our platforms are working. We don't want to have another hiccup like we did earlier. So with that being said, we wanted to go ahead and bring in our guest today. He is his name is Jay Gibb of Cloud Sponge. Cloud Sponge uh, is his company, and we titled today's episode "How to Multiply the Performance of Your Existing." e-commerce referral program. Referral programs can be anything from, um, if you're a listener and you are saying, what's a referral program? It can be third-party entity taking uh, your ads or your word of mouth advertising, or just having people point them in your direction if they're looking for a service or a product that might actually um, be looking, uh, you might be looking to purchase uh, or use for your company. So that being said, it's typically Along the lines, you might have heard it as affiliate marketing, referral marketing, performance marketing. It's all around the same uh, premise of directing third-party traffic to your website to make a purchase of some sort as well. But we're going to talk about how to enhance your existing program because that can mean incremental growth in terms of new audience eyeballs to your 
um, to your platform or to your direct-to-consumer website, you're talking about um, outside traffic that might see your ad. You can be talking about all these different ways, influencers pointing everyone to your website or your listings, even on Amazon. And typically that comes in the firm, form of a commission or a referral uh, you know, payout, but we're going to be talking about that today, how to enhance it, um, especially around Q4, important to make sure all your ducks are in the row and you have all of your marketing assets working for you. So that being said, our guest today is Jay Gibb. He's a former software engineer and founder and CEO of B2B SaaS company Cloud Sponge, as mentioned earlier. With his team, he actually helped thousands of WooCommerce and Shopify store owners optimize their word of mouth sales since 2010. Fantastic experience. And with the unique blend of his tech expertise and soft skills, him and his team have helped e-commerce stores build the right features and reduce customer acquisition costs and increase sales. That being said, I want to go ahead and welcome to Crossover Commerce, Jay Gibb of CloudSmunch. Jay, welcome to Crossover Commerce once again. Hey, what's going on, Ryan? <laughs> I, um, I, I'm. We were talking pre-show before this, and I, I'm doing well, by the way. Um, it's beautiful here. For uh, some reason, it's been super rainy here in Indianapolis, but I'm glad to have you on the internet again because, gosh, the world freaked out for a second. Um, companies like uh, Facebook are as big as Facebook, I should say. Once they go down, you start to realize all the different things uh, in terms of communication, profitability, um, ads, just social connection, how much they have their hand into. And when a company like that goes down, it seems like the world shut down <laughs> in certain aspects, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I owe everybody an apology for that. Um, I wasn't feeling prepared to speak with you. I was, <laughs> I was a little nervous. So I called Mr. Zuckerberg and I just said, you know what? I need you to, I need you to shut this thing down. So, but now I'm feeling good. I'm feeling better. Ready today. There it is. Right. That, that was going to say it's as long as you're feeling better, we want to make sure that that's the case. And of course, um, when, when we go live, you were more prepared. You have to give a little bit more lead up to this. So I appreciate kind of like uh, the, to come to come to God moment, if you will. But uh, that being said, uh, I appreciate the time and uh, the, the, you know, coming back on today. But before we get started, I know I kind of just did a little bit of insight in your background. You've been working in this in sort of uh, with uh, Cloud Sponge. Obviously, you founded it um, in tw since 2010, so 11 years before that. What, what were what was your background like? What did you do before getting into Cloud Sponge and inspired you to um, start this journey? Oh, okay, yeah. So I was uh, like out of school. I, I was a software developer, right? So I worked with um, all kinds, of, you know, I did freelance work and uh, built software, mostly website-based stuff um, for several years. And then eventually became a partner at a, at a like a dev shop, was like an agency that has engineers that, that build products for people. And one of the products that we were hired to build uh, was it, it needed a contact picker. It needed uh, basically address books. So we, we were hired to uh, build integrations with Google contacts and AOL contacts and Yahoo mail contacts and all the other places on the web where, um, where people store their contacts. And uh, we just, as, as we went down that path of building that, um, we just, we just noticed that a lot of other people were also building it <laughs> and there weren't any good like solutions on the market for it. Right. So, you know, decided to sort of take an entrepreneurial path and start a company around that, that like specific thing. 
that we we knew there was demand for in the market. So it was kind of a transition from from being a you know an engineer to being an entrepreneur. That the thing that triggered that transfer for me, or that that shift for me, was you know seeing an opportunity and and kind of going after it. Amazing. So so that kind of that entrepreneurship journey, someone wanted to you know, it was more of that the engagement, if you will, of clients, but also outside uh, forces. So what what what's kind of so in turn, we're talking about how to help performance of your existing commerce referral program. I guess I kind of mentioned it earlier in terms of the basics of it, what a referral program is, and in, in fact, uh, how they're helping businesses and SMBs or small to medium businesses grow. To me, what, what would be anything that you would add to that? Is that in, in essence how you see a referral program, or is it even more complex or um, maybe even more simple than my explanation? Well, I think uh, we have a very—it's a very specific thing that we do, and that our, our customers um, pay us for. And it's—it's it's around making the interface for the referral program just work better. So, we we work with most of the referral program platform industry. Most of the companies that have, like, the your audience can go buy a referral program software from. Um, in some form or fashion, use use the CloudSponge product inside their product, right? And some of them don't. Um, and then a lot of our, our biggest customers, they don't use those platforms, right? They'll build those things themselves, right? But what, what, what we, we really focus on is e-commerce stores that have a referral program of some kind or sharing functionality. It doesn't necessarily need to be a referral program. It can be other sharing functionality around their website. Uh, and we strategically place uh, contact picker in those places so that basically so that the happiest customers, whoever are currently, uh, you know, purchasing products from your store, uh, have an easier time sending, like sharing their contacts uh, email addresses with you, right? So you're not making people type out email addresses of their friends one by one, which is tedious on a, on a desktop computer, but nearly impossible on a mobile device, right? Um, or switching and making users leave to go look up email addresses in their, in their contacts in a different tab or a different browser, a different application. So our focus is really around those areas of any e-commerce store and letting users, letting customers of those stores, like, access their own contacts without getting distracted and without getting, you know, having to do, do tedious labor intensive things like, like type out lists of email addresses. Right. So uh, do you, do you guys in, in terms of like enhancement of this, is it, is it something that ha as an existing one has to come into play or is there like a, fr a framework that you're helping people navigate through of, Hey, What's the value of referral program? Is it starting from the beginning or are we are we doing more of the, we're going to enhance it and take it to the next level? Is that where you guys really shine or is it the whole scope of we can start and put an SOP in place or we can even take what you have existing and enhance it and take it to the next level? Yeah, so so people who, um, who come to CloudSponge before they've even got a referral program, Typically, what we do, our customer success group does, is, is we help them make a choice because these are partners of ours, right? So we know a lot about right. them and, and we're like a really good 
uh, lens into that industry. And and if 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 an e-commerce store owner tells our team a little bit about their technology stack that they're using on their website and their product and their um, their sort of customer demographic, just a few basic boundaries. Uh, a lot of times we're able to sort of help them make a choice between the vendors that are available for that in the market. The reason why we do that is because we can't really help them too much until they at least have they take that step on their own, right? We, we, we're definitely a, a multiplier of an existing program. We're not, we're not selling referral program software. Our system doesn't like, you know, send emails or generate unique referral links or do fraud stuff or any of those types of things. That's all kind of uh, sort of brought to the relationship either by the, by our customer or by a vendor that they've chosen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they just basically multiply the performance of that by adding uh, uh, the cloud sponge contact picker, you know, in those strategic places, places that I mentioned. So basically amplifying your, your, your loyalty or your, your fans that are super loyal to your brand and, and really enhancing their either word of mouth or instead of using word of mouth, making it so that they feel like they're part of some sort of give back or they make them want to do more. Is, is that more the, the aspect of it? Yeah. Well, if you, if you're able to, um, you know, get your customers excited enough about your referral program in terms of like earning rewards, for example, most of these things have some kind of double-sided reward. Like you're going to send a coupon to your friend and, and if they buy something, then we're going to give you 20 bucks off your next order is kind of the most vanilla. Um, then anybody who actually resonates with that offer that you're making will appreciate having a contact picker because it means that it's practical and feasible for them to actually spread the word for you and actually send that to, you know, 20, 30, 50 people from their address book um, rather than however many they have the patience to type in one by one, which is usually zero, sometimes one or two. Right. Right. Absolutely. So, I mean, so in that regards, is there uh so with that being the kind of nature of it is that where you see most people have the problem what was the number one problem i guess if i'm a, a customer or business that i'm coming to um to you for is it that just enhancement of hey i think there can be more done or i just need to figure out i have this big list of customers and contacts i think that there's more that can be done how do i do that is that maybe the number one question or the problem that people are having yeah, I think what happens uh, a lot of times is people will, it's kind of self-evident that a referral program is a smart idea. I don't think most people need to be persuaded that they should have one, right? Um, and then uh, I think a lot of you know stores will go through the effort of building one or installing a plugin or choosing a vendor. And then, and then they get kind of like mediocre results from it. And it's surprising and maybe a little bit deflating when that happens. Right. And so then they start searching around for the keywords that we write about, which is like this, uh, multiply the performance of uh, e-commerce referral program or examples of beautiful interfaces that we've discovered over the years and written about and things like that. And they, they eventually find us uh, and then get on a sales call with me or with, with one of our customer success people and and they say hey i've got this referral program but it just it's just not really it's not as successful as i thought it could be right and then we educate them and help them with um 
you know, making those interfaces better and, and all the other stuff that you, the personalization of the emails that are sent from the referral program is something that can be 10x better when you've got an address book payload to work with for personalization. And mm -hmm. so we just basically do, we'll do a teardown of an e-commerce site. We'll basically get on a screen share with, uh, with a store owner. Uh, they just put themselves on a calendar that, that link, you know, from our, from our marketing site and we'll do a teardown together. We'll, we'll, we'll go through um, a scorecard that we have and sort of look at all the different sharing functionality that they have and then make some suggestions, right? Every, every conversation kind of goes differently, but the things that, that I'm hoping for and looking for are people that I feel like can, you know, instantly double or triple the the performance of what they already have by by adding a contact picker and a bunch of referral email personalization things that, that we do training on. So is that is it just that alone that's really drawing the lift or is it is it more of the so do do customers find it? So if I'm a customer and I'm engaging in a referral program, do people find it more engaging to work with the simplistic nature of Hey, I can I can use something like a contact picker, picker, and I can just upload my address book, or and it's easy to do that. Or is it more of like the earnouts and the rewards program, and more the incentive side of things? Like, do do you see a the ease of function that's that's more that lift, or is it more of how people engage with the the reward side of it? If I do this and give you this, I get this in return. What, what what's kind of that that or that balance of you? Yeah, I think the rewards that are being offered by the by the company to their to their customers uh, is sort of the first step. That is for us. That's the baseline that we can work from. We can say, okay, you've got this reward structure, and these are the metrics that you're getting for that. So we'll help you take those metrics and make those better. Um, but but nobody, I mean, nobody's typically gonna. You're gonna get very low numbers for a referral program if there isn't rewards, right? Because then you're just really depending on people's like like affection for your brand and the idea that they have a perfect fit person in mind that really wants your product and they're going to send that one email or that one referral to that one person because they love you so much and they know that this other person in their life is going to also love you um so you need to take everybody needs to take it past that level, right? You need to get to a place where you've got some kind of reward. Um, split testing is important here. For every demographic is different, right? Different price points, different products. Uh, so you, you you know don't be too arrogant about choosing your rewards. Like you gotta you know try a few different things. Most of the time, what what I've seen that works um, is a double some kind of double sided reward scheme. Right, where one for the sender, one for the receiver. Yeah, both basically the, the current customer gets something if they can get a new customer to take action and make a purchase. And sometimes that's motivating for somebody, but a lot of the time, what's more motivating for them is being able to give a gift or a coupon or a discount or something to somebody in their life, right? And that's the thing that they're that's maybe triggering them to actually take action, right? So uh, they're all different and every store is, you know, going to have sort of different triggers for those two sides and different amounts that they can afford as a part of like a customer acquisition cost. Um, and that for me is really a baseline, right? That's, that's something that sort of has to exist first. 
Um, and so it's, it's going to have an impact. Like having that is definitely going to help the, the word of mouth of the store. And then my job is to take that baseline and try to double it or triple it. Right. Right. So in that regards, um, so what would be more valuable in your mind? Would it be the, the value of which they're giving away for a customer or would it be just the acquisition of, in, in this case, it's almost the free acquisition, um, cost. So, so I look at this different ways because being in the industry, um, terms of performance marketing, this is how I view it, how you're acquiring your customer, whether it be on a podcast or how, uh, if it's uh, email engagement, or if it's just someone caught wind of your, your brand, um, and they would say, oh, like the referral program is either an incentive, whatever that incentive is. Um, sometimes it doesn't go claimed, right? It, it's just the acquisition of, hey, potentially if you're sending information over to the company, whether it be their name, their address, their phone number, those are really the three biggest components uh, that you can really acquire. Um, and then after that, it would be, of course, making them a customer of yours. So with that being said, is it is it more of a focus on what what would that um, that when you're offering say a hundred dollars per re referral or when they sign up is it is there a match of in terms of value of which they send you three contacts but maybe of those three contacts two people are actually going to be signing up as a customer but you still have that third contact information does that make sense like the value is still in the in the customer's information that they have, but they might not have like gone through that reward. Is there, is there a value there or, um, what's kind of that missing piece, if you will, Does that make sense? Uh, I think so. Yeah. I mean, I think you, you mean you're asking about the, the contact information that comes from somebody's address book, uh, that now yeah. the e-commerce store has been given. Right. Um, and even though they might not have like they might have claimed the offer whatever that offer might be is that is that still of value to the customer at the end of the day because they still have somebody who was in theory in mind that would be interested in this but you can still engage with them on a different level not just hey sign up and you get this free reward is there still I, ways that you, you you take that subset of data and you maybe make it another focus on something else like you can still engage with them passively um as like a hey we still have these uh seasonal promotions or anything like that how, how do you really take that data and kind of break it apart if you well for that data we recommend to anybody who asks to not do what you're describing right because uh, okay um there's privacy issues you're gonna kind of go against the what is suggested by GDPR and CCPA and PIPDA in Canada and a bunch of other sure. privacy compliance regulations. My address book is my address book. And when I use, when I, when I allow you to display my address book to me in, from your website, I'm basically, it's a transactional email. I'm asking, I want to email right. my, my friend. I want to send a coupon to my friend and you're the sort of the data processor that's going to do that for me right mm -hmm. um but you shouldn't save so, my, my address book or even the the contacts that i've selected right you should obliterate that as soon as you've done that task for me um uh, because otherwise you know the actual data subject in other words the person who 
owns that email address. They're not the person who gave you their email address, right? And that's the place where you exactly. got to- That's the point I wanted to make sure, like we, yeah, yeah sorry. That was the point I, I guess I wanted to get to naturally is in that regards, a lot of people might say, oh yeah, I, I can just request people's, that, that's not what this is. It's not a request of getting legion potential uh, cut, um, you know, contact information because they're actually, they're giving you a one-off option to tie to your address book in this regards. And then when they engage with that brand, they have to opt in themselves like that, that next tier that like the degrees of separation, that customer that's working with you directly, they give you access to those people until that, that degree, that second degree, if you will, opts in, you can't engage with them further than, Hey, here's the referral, uh, or here's like a, a reward or any sort of offer that this friend, this first tier, or this, you know, degree of separation, things that you'd be interested in until, until that engagement or that connection happens. And then they engage with your brand or opt into future marketing promotions and things like that. That's why those little check box boxes, anytime you give information, like your email address are very important, right? That, that's, I, I wanted to make that distinction clear for people. It's like, Hey, it's, it's just a lead gen. You can just magnet and get all these unsolicited emails and then you can start blasting them out entirely. That's not the case. No, I would so not. I, just... <laughs> yeah, definitely, I would not do that. I would not suggest doing that. Yeah. These, right. pe these people should get basically one email from your e-commerce store that was sent by their friend, mm -hmm. right? Their friend sent them something. Um, and, and then that's it. No, right. go, no ghost prof profiles, no reminder emails, those kinds of things are, are dangerous, right? I mean, you can, right. obviously it's a spectrum and every company has got its own risk tolerance for the, for like, you know, what they want to do and whether or not they think they're going to get caught and, you know, what they think the consequences might be. But the, the right answer is just do what the user asked you to do. I asked you to email my friend this coupon to so do that and then don't do anything else with that person. And, Unless they engage and they come back and they click that checkbox and they agree to receive marketing emails from you or whatever else you've got, then they, then now they're a lead now they're, or they're, now they're a customer, right? And you can sort of follow the contract that you've set in place with that person. Um, but you you know there's uh, there, there, you know you can get in trouble for reminding people of that. You can always in that case you can always remind your user. Hey, by the way, don't forget about this referral program. Like last time you were here, you sent it to three people. Like, have you checked on those people? And you can actually have an engagement with your existing customer to get them to do it again or get them to, you know, sort of light a fire right. for you. Uh, that's different, right? Because you've already got permission to communicate in that way with that person. They've given, they've, they've signed up or they've given you permission to do that, right? Uh, yeah. So it's definitely something that, um, you know, you, you need to, Follow the golden rule is really for me when I'm giving advice on this kind of stuff, like just treat these address books the way that you would want yours to be treated. Right. And and don't don't save them. Don't spam anybody. Like it's just that's just not a good look, basically. Absolutely. Well, yeah. in that regards, uh, I guess my question would be um, my next question would be, is there a hesitancy in terms of social responsibility that a customer might feel that to pull the trigger and like give access to that, but to send it? For a referral program too, you, you, this is just the best guess for this customer, right? That this person might be interested in it. It could be anything from, you see it all the time with um, referral programs with the like credit card companies or just like any sort of uh, cashback companies. Hey, if customer XYZ signs up, you get 50 bucks and then they get 
150 bucks or something like that. Is there ever like this, this kind of subconsciousness that you think that people have that have a inner dialogue of, I'm really afraid my friend might think different of me if I'm trying to gain, gain them or try to earn something from them by having them do this for me. Is there, is there a conflict anywhere in there or how do we overcome that if there is? I think there are. I Does mean, that make sense? Like yeah, my friend yeah, might yeah. think differently if I said, send them, hey, sign up for a Macy's credit card and I get like $300 in, in gift cards or something like that. Totally, right? I mean, everybody's got their own sort of decision-making criteria for, for that, right? So absolutely that's a, that exists, right? Um, I think the way that the way that you kind of combat that is by being awesome, right? By having <laughs> that's it. I mean, <laughs> I love no, it. like yeah, if it's, if it's like if it's like a Macy's credit card or something, there's nothing awesome about that. That's kind of like I don't know, like that's not great, right? But if you've got a really great product and the offer is really good and it's genuinely good, um, then people are going to appreciate receiving it. I think it's kind of a universal truth in marketing, right? Is is like just be awesome and 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 don't be scummy, and have a good product, um, and that's the first step in getting past that mental block that you're describing, right? It's like uh, just to get somebody to 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 love the offer and the product enough to share it. You know, the ones that we see doing really well are genuinely incredible products. They're really good, and so we see those referral programs really like shoot through the roof. Uh, and the thing they all have in common is just that, that level of quality, right? They're all really great. Uh, and that's how you get past that initial um, barrier. And you're never going to get through that with everybody. Some people just won't share their address book. It's just too precious, right? And they just won't do it. Um, and that's just the fact of the matter, right? We've got, you know, conversion rates that kind of sh uh, our customers can look at to see like how many people actually do this, right? Um, and, you know, sometimes we'll see, you know, there's, there's one example of a, of, a, of a household name that we have that, you know, out of all the people that type at least or put input at least one email address into their like referral field, um, only five to 7% of them month over month will use the contact picker and use their address book, right? Still 95, um, 93 to 95% of the people that engage with the referral program are still choosing to, to type email addresses, <clears throat> but that five to 7% that chooses to use their address book are generating 50% of the referrals because it's so much easier because they're able to just search for somebody's name and check, hit a checkbox and search for another name and hit a checkbox and basically just sit there inside the site without leaving and just like interact with their own contacts from Google or wherever, wherever we presented it from and just select the people they want and hit go. And so that's where you get this doubling and tripling, right? It's, it's not that we're necessarily, um, telling you how to change your rewards and all the other sort of underpinnings right. that we rely on. It's that once you've done that work and you've actually got this, this really um, an advocate, like somebody who loves you and really wants the rewards that you're offering and really likes your product enough that, you know, they, they, they want to share it with their friends, giving that person a contact picker 
is is the thing that makes them a super high leverage uh, advocate of yours, right? Otherwise, you Absolutely. know, you know, you're sort of spoiling or wasting the opportunity when you have that person who loves you and wants to engage, but you just make it annoying and you make it difficult by making them type right. email addresses, right? So that was so cool. Like, I lo I love that data point too because you're you're saying you're not what you're not doing is you're you're promising more people will be engaging with you you're promising the aspect that when people do give them access to it like where you're where you're optimizing is actually where the most of your referral points are coming from obviously is because those people who are the ultimate loyal or brand advocates of all the people who are available like you said time is money and they don't want to get through one by one and type in and copy and paste like whatever simplistic of it but they're actually going to work on your behalf, almost like the, the, you know, word of mouth advertising people who are just the biggest advocates. They're just constantly saying, Hey, do you have a, a point? Uh, if, if I had a referral program, like your, or a, a way to shout out, for example, how much I love this platform StreamYard. If there's a way for me to just blast it out to people and say like, Hey, I know you're in business. I know you like this product. You're thinking about doing this, go ahead and check it out. I would do that. Or it's something that I feel passionate about. You're, you're tapping into the passion of that customer. And being able to utilize utilize technology and and get more out of them, almost like squeezing them to like the tune of like you said, fifty or sixty percent more referral traffic than the traditional way of how they're using referral programs, more so or less, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, it's I think it's kind of it's kind of a universal truth of of marketing where you know it doesn't matter if you're if you're thinking about your paid advertising or your referral program or your content marketing and search engine optimization, any of those things that marketing departments have to think about. The one universal truth is that you kill your losers and you double down on your winners, right? You take whatever it is that's working for you, wherever, whatever blog posts are driving most traffic to your website or whatever ads are getting the best click through rates. And you, do more of those, right? You'd learn from those and you double down on those, right? And this is the same thing. We're talking about that, you know, those outliers in your customer base that are your super fans, the ones that really like are resonating with your product and and with your offer for the for the referral, the, the program. And, and you double down on those guys and you make sure that those people have the most incredible experience possible, right? Um, and, and just to help you visualize what I'm talking about in, in terms of a UI, um, it's literally just like a little icon, right? You've got a field where you're already letting these people type in an email address or as many email addresses as they have the patience to type. And the, the, the CloudSpons product just is literally just like a little icon that looks like an address book that goes right beside that field where it says like add okay. from address book. That's all, that's all it really, that's the, that's the manifestation of it in the store, but that little button the, the people who choose to use that are your super fans. Those are your advocates. Those are the people that really want that reward or, or you know, really feel like they've got a number of people in their lives that would be interested in purchasing your product, right? Amazing. Well, that's good. I, I like that. I like that innovative technology. Like I said, you're streamlining a process or you're enhancing a process that's tried and true in terms of marketing. It's the the ad spend or the ACoS, if you will, um, you know, what you're getting out of it is actually incredibly low like th this is something you almost can't get more out of in terms of you're not acquiring a customer but it's an active customer that's already adding onto it the the thing the cost that might come from it would be again that reward or incentive but again that would be 
in theory, going back into your company, whether it's a product or they get a discount or it's adding on top of your acquisition costs and keeping that lower even more so today. So Jay, you probably have seen like hundreds, if not thousands of referral programs of that in, in terms of your expertise. Is there one that really like stands out and is tried and true and you're like, gosh, darn it. Like these people got it and they, they literally have the best one out there. Like who, who are the, like, what's that brand or who are those brands that just stick out in your mind? You're like, if I have to give a gold star to someone in this industry for referral program, who is that? Uh, right now, the one that keeps coming up and so I'll, rather than my opinion, I'll just use data in, the, in other words, like the sales, the people that come in to cloud sponge and, and ask us, Hey, I saw this at this place. Like, can I have that too? Uh, the right, one that's like coming up over and over and over again for the last 12 months is morning brew. Um, and it's, it's technically not, so for for someone who's not available with that yeah. or like who's involved with that brand or is familiar with it who are they yeah so morning, oh, you're talking about the email company right just to be clear that's that's marketing. right yeah so morning gotcha. technically yeah. technically e-commerce isn't their primary business although they do have an e-commerce store um their primary business is being a newsletter a daily newsletter right and they have their referral program uh the trigger in other words the the thing that needs to happen for somebody to receive a reward uh, is that they get their friends to sign up for the newsletter, right? Like get five of your friends to sign up for the newsletter and we'll send you some stickers or whatever. Right. Um, and so they've got what's called a milestone referral program, which basically has a ladder of rewards that goes all the way from like, something that's digital and easy for them to deliver instantly, like uh, access to a special mailing list or something like that, all the way through like swag, like stickers, coffee mugs, sweatshirts, they change it up, right? But it's like this whole ladder of rewards that people can earn by being like super fans and, and like more advocates. Um, and then occasionally, it seems like it's quarterly, maybe three or four times a year, they give away a laptop. And, and so the, like a, like a MacBook pro, like $3,000 or 2,500, whatever it is nowadays for a, for a nice MacBook pro. And they have this program that is kind of famous where, you know, most of the time people just, there's a steady, there's like a steady amount of, of referral growth and they've written about this. It's all public knowledge. I'm not sharing anything. I shouldn't, it's all in their, um, in their medium profiles and stuff. Uh, but they every now and again, give away a laptop. And when they do that, it, everything just all bets are off. Like the numbers get crazy, right? Because um, people want to earn the laptop. And the way that the only practical way for them to be able to do that is um, is to to use an address book, right? Right. If, you're, if they have to type in email addresses one by one, it's just not going to happen. There's no way they can win, right? Right. So, and, and sorry, they, yeah, for the, for, I was gonna say for the, for the visual audience, you can see, I, I pulled in Morning Brew. If you're not familiar with it, I just want to make sure uh, and share that real quick. But for the audio audience, um, we, we can link that out to this Morning Brew too. Uh, I, I found it super fascinating and super insightful too. But even right there at the beginning, just become smarter, uh, become smarter in just five minutes in a day and you put your email address. But the referral program itself it, is so much great content in terms of what you're saying, uh, scalability in terms of having people opt into it. And again, they have their own merchant. They're making money off of 
like I'm simply thinking just what advertisements and, and whatnot, just the content that they're putting out there. But as you can see, it kind of goes across all these different kinds of um, uh, topics and solutions and things like that. The referral program, I believe, is is it under there? Is it that front and center, that box right there, or where is uh, it? So the, the the way their UI works is you subscribe. So if you if you type in your email address, then you'll be on their newsletter list, and you'll get an email from them every morning. And then every one of those emails that you get from them that you've asked for shows you where you are in the milestones and sh and gives you uh, you know in the somewhere in the body of that email that's basically the newsletter that you signed up for has a you know click here to share the newsletter and earn your rewards uh, like sort of as a standard part of the template right uh, and then, you know, if they're about to do the laptop giveaway, it'll be right there. First thing you see in, you know, today's morning brew will be, um, you know, an announcement of, hey, we're doing the laptop giveaway. Like, don't forget, you've got this referral code. You should go use it and come to our site to, to do that. Right. And then when they when the when the when they do, they come and they see the interface on the morning brew site, which I don't know if you can show it right now. The only way for you to show it right now would be to sign up for the list and then get an email and then click the link from the email, I think. I'm not sure if there's a way that, that you can just get to that deep page uh, straight from where you are right now. Right, um, I'll have to I'll have to abandon it. We'll have to go back to that at another juncture, but um, I, I agree with you. Like that, that's so fa fascinating for them to opt into. And then I like the tiered approach of if you're really passionate about it, um, you know, obviously. I, so for the giveaway, uh, and you might've mentioned this too, while I was uh, going through it, is there is there a level at which you have to get to to even enter just something like big like a, a laptop or anything like that? Uh, I don't have it, I don't have it memorized, and they they change it occasionally. I think, but I think the I want to say that the lowest level where you get your first reward is five friends. So if you okay. get five of your friends to sign up, um, and then the laptop is basically just for the single winner. Right. So they'll basically start it's just pulled from random. Yeah. And they'll just say for the next seven days, we're going to count how many referrals everybody gets in the next seven days. And whoever gets the most gets a laptop. Right. So it's basically a, a competition that has a winner at the end of the day. Right. Awesome. Um, and that's just working really well. And, and just to kind of go back to something that we previously talked about here and double click on it here is like part of the reason why this is successful is because Morning Brew is incredibly high quality product. And it's just another newsletter, or that's how it sounds if you haven't actually read it, read it. But like, it's its own thing, and it's a phenomenon um, that's basically they they created they created something that's getting a lot of copycats, right? They're basically the gold standard, um, and and they did really well. And in fact, they weren't the first person to do like a newsletter referral program. Uh, I think it was the Skim, probably, which is a really po another really popular um, mailing list uh, or newsletter company, and uh, the Hustle is another one. So those three guys, like the Skim and the Hustle and, the, and Morning Brew, they've all they were sort of the in my mind anyway. They're sort of the pioneers of the newsletter referral program with the milestone rewards and the contact picker, and they kind of like have refined this recipe that people are starting to notice, right? Um, and that recipe apply, totally applies precisely to e-commerce refer referral programs as well. It doesn't, doesn't need to be just for newsletters. Right, so if, I, if I'm, I'm a business entrepreneur and I have a direct-to-consumer platform or if I, for somehow have a brand or business and I'm giving rewards or uh, incentives again within the realm of whatever's you know 
appropriate for them or the platform. If I don't have something like that, what am I missing out on? Is there is there a industry standard at which the amount of sales or amount of new customer acquisition or just uh, spend that you're missing out on? Uh, example, I'm, if I were to have it versus not having it, what am I missing out on? Like, is there is there like a lift in sales that you can maybe achieve from even attributing or a get, a getting a referral program? Is there uh, like a, a baseline or a standard that typically you can see a lift in this much sales if you have a referral program or a new customer um, joining your email list or marketing list? Um, I see. Having something simple. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a non-zero number, but I don't, I don't know what that number would, I don't like an, an okay. aggregated number. Um, I'm sure. not, uh, you know, I'm a service provider for those people. I don't often get like their, their private numbers like that. So I, and even if I, I get, didn't know if there was like, I guess my yeah, question about Jay, if like, again, you're my go-to person on this uh, and for the, for this reason, uh, if there was like industry, uh, you know, across the board, it was shared publicly, I would assume it would be more of depends on the category of the, the, the company, right? Um, what, what kind of products and services they're selling? Um, and then also moving forward, you know, what kind of rewards they're doing. So it, it just really depends on what kind of marketing and uplift. And I didn't know if there was just a generic, Hey, there's, you can expect at least between a range of this and this lift, um, in sales or just customer acquisition because of a referral program. So it's a, it's yeah. a good question. I, I, unfortunately, I don't know the answer off the top of my head. And that's definitely need to commission a commission, a case study, man. We need to <laughs> start it right here. We need to start asking around too. What it, it definitely seems like the kind, of, the kind of question that would be answered by some of the bigger uh, players in their marketing content, like the people that mm -hmm. are actually trying to sell you a referral program. I'm sure that they all have their own numbers for that. Um, but like I say, it's, it's, it's definitely non-zero, right? It's definitely, we, we right. see, we see customers doing really well with them and, and it's our, like I say, it's our job to help them make it better. Um, but the thing, the other, the other side of that coin that I think is, is, um, important to think about is the customer acquisition cost angle, right? I think if, if an e-commerce store is um sort of segregating their customer base into acquisition channel like where did this person come from right most sophisticated stores are going to have like a paid acquisition channel and they'll know their customer acquisition costs for like facebook customers for, for example um and in, in in our case the the thing that people are really hoping for and there's some great success stories around is getting that low customer acquisition cost that sort of beats those paid ads, right? That's cheaper than Facebook because the the cost is the reward, and you can, you know, if it's a double sided reward, you have to you have to add both of those sides together. Um, but but companies that actually have those metrics and they are basically comparing uh, the cost of acquiring a customer through the referral program against the cost of acquiring a customer through, you know, paid ads or whatever other channels they have. Uh, I, I tend to see those guys seem to do better. The ones that are sort of data driven and have those metrics and bring that stuff up in a conversation uh, are, the, are the ones that are, you know, usually doing really well. So, you know, I, I highly recommend, you know, people having a good dashboard where they can actually see their acquisition costs in a, in a sort of a averaged way. So is there, um, for people who might be doing this on a direct-to-consumer level, um, obviously, like for Facebook, um, if you're not familiar with Facebook's referral program, uh, it can be anything from 
you as a outside influencer, I can be, I can go out and I can actually refer people to specific product listings and I get a kickback from it. That those are typically in the influencer realm or somebody who just passively has a good audience and <clears throat> post something that they, excuse me, um, post something like, Hey, I, I purchased this and it was really cool. If you're interested, like, here's a link to it. I mean, it's not a lot of kickback, but it can be anywhere from one to 10%, I would think, or it depends on the category and the scale of which you're doing that. Is there what, what referral um, programs and companies you say you're not those companies, but you're helping a system? Who are those go-to ones that you would say like top three that maybe a customer should look into if they're tying it to their WooCommerce store or Shopify store? Oh, so I think what you just described, I, I think of that more as like an affiliate program. Um, sure. So you would actually even separate that out? Even yeah, I would. I would affiliates or, you know, it, there's blurry lines now between affiliate programs and influencer marketing. It's kind of, kind of the you're same speaking, thing. You're, spe you're speaking to the, the, the choir or you're preaching to the choir. Man. Yeah. <laughs> so what you just described is kind of influencer marketing, kind of affiliate program stuff. We we're talking about somebody's got a link and I've got an audience and they're right. going to put that's the closest gonna... thing to a referral program or yeah. In, in terms of, um, yeah, and in terms of that regards, it, it technically would be affiliate marketing by definition because they have a link, you can track it, it's coming through a certain channel and there's a commission tied to it or yeah. a, a bonus. Well, there's definitely it. some similarities, right? Both In both an affiliate program and a referral program, there's a, there's a unique link. Like that's one thing they have in common, right? The, mm -hmm. I think one of the big differences is with an affiliate program, it's, a, it's usually an influencer that's got an audience that's putting a link in a blog post or on a social media feed or mentioning it on a podcast or whatever they're going to do. But with the referral program, the person who's doing that is one of your customers. They're basically like a super fan of your brand. Um, and they're not just a person who's trying to make money on, on affiliate revenues, right? They're actually somebody mm -hmm. that is genuinely trying to spread the word to people that are very likely to make purchases. Right? So I, th I think what you would see is that, you know, uh, the funnel for an affiliate link would be, would have kind of a lot of top of funnel activity and the conversion conversion rates down the funnel would be lower. Right. Sure. Uh, whereas with the, you know, you kind of flip it upside down almost for the referral program where you have fewer, fewer actual leads or fewer, less sharing happening, but the conversion rate for that sharing is, is way better. Right, because you you know you're talking about sort of curated suggestions from a person to somebody else that they know is most likely going to purchase this product, right? And so I think the the way that you would do the math and sort of build those those dashboards for an affiliate program versus a referral program would be quite quite different. Sure, that makes more sense. Uh, I would I would that's a good clarification into that point, um, making sure that. Is there a good referral program that you're going to be referring your clients to, though, in that regards to make that special uh, that that now that we made that distinction, is there a referral program that you're sending people through to or using? Uh, like I said before, we try to make kind of a careful suggestion, depending on like if anybody wants to have that discussion, they can you know just go to cloudsponge.com and, and get on my calendar and we can talk it out for their situation. Sure. Um, some of the ones that so industry specific ones that you would actually actually you would refer people to or depending on the level at which you need to do that there there's different companies for that yeah yeah it, it kind of depends on their technology stack and their budget right like if 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 you're like walmart or starbucks or you know some giant enterprise brand 
probably you're using extol right and you're you're spending a lot of money on that um and so there's also a, a technology stack filter that we have to consider right if somebody's using shopify for their e-commerce store then you know maybe talkable or conjured referrals are a couple of the popular ones depending on budget and, and other things on the WooCommerce side, you know, FriendBuy is really popular for 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 WooCommerce sites, and uh, there's a there's a WordPress plugin called Automate Woo that has a like a really great referral program like wired into it that's really cheap. Like it's not it's not a free plugin, but it's like it's might as well be kind of thing. It's it's like I think it's like seventy bucks or something. Uh, yourself. Yeah. So there's a bunch of different ways, and that's why I kind of need to talk to the person and get a sense for like. How big is their store? What kind of revenues do they have? Are they using Shopify or WooCommerce or Magento or BigCommerce? And then we can kind of make a curated suggestion, right? But, uh, but you know, I, anyway, I just dropped a few names for you for some examples, right? Um, and you know, anybody who's doing the like the Morning Brew style, like newsletter referral program, uh, we love Gather for that. It's called I think it's GatherCustomers.com. Uh, they're basically trying to corner the market for the newsletter referral, uh, the the like milestone newsletter referral program, like Morning Brew, because it's right now like kind of really hot. A lot of people want to duplicate that success, and so um, I'm happy to make those kinds of uh, sort of a consultative calls with e-commerce stores if anybody wants to get on my calendar. Amazing. And I know uh, we were talking pre-show too, um, that you wanted to say, if for people who are listening to this uh, post uh, live uh, program or, you know, podcast and other people who uh, are just interested in saying, how can I enhance this um, program that I have with me? They can go through, correct me if I'm wrong, again, sp uh, cloudspunch.com forward slash crossover, correct? And they can go through that and then connect with you and your team and really uh, consult with you in that regards. Yep. That's right. Awesome. Easy enough, right? Uh, based off of the show, and everyone knows the show. They should, at least if they're in the space, already know Crossover Conference. So it's easy enough uh, checking out. And it will also be in our show notes below uh, for you, the listener. If you want to reach out to Jay, Jay, what, what is the best way to connect with you? Like if you're putting out thought leadership, are we subscribing to your newsletter or are we uh, connecting with you on LinkedIn? Like what are those ways to do that? Um. Probably the best way is just through the cloudsponge.com website, right? We, we pride ourselves on being super approachable and getting on calls with people and just trying to be helpful. Um, so if anybody just goes there and, and you know, finds our different contact methods, if you want to talk to me, just just ask and, and somebody at the company will redirect you to me. I love that. Well, thank yeah. you so much again. I know uh, we're already, are, the hour has gone quick um, and I know it was two days leading up to this. So um I was worthwhile for me and I hope you got a lot of enjoyment and now obviously friend of the show uh, here at Crossover Commerce, just lots of great content. Even looking at your blog before this, I know you you had talked about a couple of cool things with um, even some of our competitors, which are really, really insightful and I think push the boundaries in terms of like the content you guys are putting out there. So subscribing, uh, you got a subscriber in me, you saw live, I'm subscribing to Morning Brew, all this fun stuff that were um, great ideas and content in terms of enhancing your referral program. So um, kind of my last thought before we leave today, what, what's kind of your focus and what's intriguing you as we go into the remainder part of the year? Is it trying to utilize your team's technology to help people garner more information from people like gathering those contacts and uh, helping them grow in that regards? Or what's that main focus, if you will? 
Uh, you know, for the for the rest of this year, the focus is on on creating helpful content for us. Um, what we've found is that people like our leads, like our people that are considering CloudSponge and trying to figure out if it's going to solve a problem for them, uh, they seem to really love love it when we do teardowns. So when I go find an e-commerce store and I just rip it apart, right? or one of us, one of the customer success people will go and just like look for all those sharing features and all, all the all the things that should be there. And then we go to each one of the ones that are there and 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 see what the UI is like, what does the email look like, what is the rewards being offered, and really just kind of rip these things apart and make compliments and criticisms, basically. Uh, and the way we do that, there's a our site, several places around the site, and also it'll be on um, cloudsponge.com/crossover. Is, is we have uh, basically a scorecard called a checklist, a workbook that anybody can download for free. That is basically like they can do their own teardown. They can go and get the thing. It's like a six page PDF file. And it's got just a bunch of questions that you can answer about your own site to, to sort of get an idea for uh, how are you doing? How are you doing in, in terms of like your word of mouth functionality? Are you missing out on opportunities? And then for those things that you are doing, are how good are they? Right? Do they, for example, do they have a contact picker? Uh, do they? And there's other other things in there. They're sort of surrounding, optimizing the word of mouth functionality on any e-commerce website. And then anybody who doesn't want to do the workbook can just, you know, ask me, and we can get on a call together, and, and we can just do it together. So Amazing. that's what we're doing for the rest of the year. Awesome, great insight as always, and. Um, I'm just going to say, hopefully before the next podcast you go on, um, you don't get cold feet because I think the world is kind of upset at you for shutting out Facebook. So if you could not do that, that'd be fantastic. So, okay. No, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling, I'm feeling more confident now. Feeling better. We don't bite over here. So yeah, no, I, I appreciate Jay again, Jay Gibb of Cloud Sponge. Thank you so much. Now friend of crossover commerce. Thank you so much for uh, just spending some time, um, again, multiple days to come on and speak with our audience. I know I learned a lot and I'm sure lots of people had lots of great takeaways from today. So thank you so much. Cool. Thanks for having me, Ryan. No problem. Thank you again, everyone. That was Jay Gibb of cloud sponge. Go and check them out. You can go to the link. It's going to be linked in our show notes as well as a comment section. If you're watching this live, or if you're listening to this is going to be, it's really easy. It's just going to be cloudsponge.com forward slash crossover. Pretty easy to move forward um, with that and go ahead and check them out. Um, lots of great content in terms of the blog. I was reading that the last couple of days. Lots of great content that's coming out from them in terms of just referral programs in general and really multiplying, again, what we alluded to in the title, multiplying this um, this kind of sector of your industry, whether it's a direct consumer brand um, that you have an existing program or you're trying to think how you can start building that brand. This is going to be one of those tools that you, the cost of acquisition is going to be way lower than ad spends on certain platforms. Um, you want to make sure you're optimizing the best you can and, and just take advantage of it. Giving great programs like we had alluded to earlier in the uh, in the show, it's it's going to be not mimicking, but doing the best you can. Just just giving a kick-ass program, in the words of Jay, uh, I kind of mentioned, you just want to do right by your customer. And this is the easiest way to enhance those loyal loyal customers and they want to really help you out grow as a brand they just like the products or services that you're offering so go ahead and check them out at clinsmush.com forward slash crossover 
I'm Ryan Kramer. This is Crossover Commerce. This is my corner of the internet. We have one more show this week, so go ahead and stay tuned if you would. Um, coming up is actually, again, not to confuse people, episode 165 is going to be here on Friday. We're going to talk with Kyle Walker of Foundry, Insights to Building Foundation of Success for Brands Online. They are the, a fantastic company that was founded in Austin, Texas. Actually, Kyle used to work for Amazon in different aspects and has grown multiple brands um, and services over time. So I'm excited to dive deep with him and look through and kind of do it on a Friday where it's almost a kickback Friday that we typically have here on the crossover. Again, we do that almost every single week. Um, this show, if you're not familiar with us, we go live anywhere from three to five times a week. Um, there's a lot of content that's coming out of our corner of the internet. So if you don't subscribe to us, go ahead and do that on your favorite podcast platform, or you can um, like us on social media where you can watch us live or just simply go to usa.pingpongx.com forward slash podcast. Get to see all fantastic episodes. Again, 163, now 164, obviously of everything that's come out uh, in audio versions and transcripts that you might uh, want to read through. Just make sure you get all the, the resources that we talked about on these podcasts as well. That being said, again, I'm Ryan Kramer. This is my show, Crossover Commerce. We'll catch you guys next time. Take care.